0: And we continue our worship with readings from the scriptures. Um, I didn't include the Genesis passage in your bulletin, but I will read it to you now. The Old Testament reading and the reason for the rainbow cloth. Genesis chapter 9, beginning with the 8th verse. This is after the flood. Then then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Here ends the Old Testament lesson. And the psalm of response is Psalm 25, verses 1 through 10, a prayer for guidance and for deliverance. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let me, my enemies, exult. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your paths, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or of my transgressions according to your steadfast love. Remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. For all the paths of the Lord are steadfast, lo, are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. Here ends the Psalm of Response. The Gospel according to Mark. We're still in chapter one, beginning with the ninth verse, which we've read before. But today we have it in a, a selection, verses nine through fifteen, uh, about the baptism, the temptation, and the beginning of Jesus' Galilean ministry. So hear now these words, and notice the difference in the in the section on the temptation. The difference between this between the Gospel of Mark's version and what you remember in your head, having heard before, probably from the Gospel of Luke. Here we go. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart, and the Spirit descended like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. Here ends the gospel reading. The themes for the gospel reading are anointed, Jesus was anointed, tested, and then uh, proclaimed. And so we see that anointing in his baptism and the testing in his time in the wilderness and then proclamation as he begins his ministry. Well, let's have a prayer. Dear God, meet us where we are. On this snowy day, all hear your beloved people. And may, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our creator, our redeemer, our sustainer. Amen. In many traditions, Lent is about fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. On the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, the day before, did I tell you all this last week? I have said this out loud recently. Maybe Lois got it. (laughs) On the day before Ash Wednesday, back in the day, the shriving bell was rung on churches, and people went to church for confession. Shriving or shrove means uh, confession and forgiveness. They would also, on Shrove Tuesday, have pancakes with butter and syrup and all the best flour and bacon, and they would try to use up all of the finest foods in their homes So that beginning on Ash Wednesday, they could, we could enjoy a Lenten fast. Not of deprivation, but of simplification and a time of remembering who and whose we are more intentionally. So Tuesday I went to Maple Counter in Walla Walla and I had blueberry pancakes. And they served uh, blueberry, hot blueberry cooked together, is that called compote, maybe? It was so good. As well as the syrup. And of course I took a picture because that's what we do these days, right? We take pictures of our food. And I sent it to the girls, and they enjoyed with me the many memories of Shrove Tuesday nights spent in the kitchens of churches making pancakes and eggs and sausage and whatever else we could drum up for the congregation as a way of remembering that our Lenten fast would begin the next day. From what? Will you fast? These days we don't stop eating. We don't do a fast that is like only juice or water, right? Some people do a cleanse that way. But in terms of our faith, doing a fast where we don't eat for 40 days is not something we do. Some people give up food, uh, meat. Um, Some people give up chocolate. I don't know that I've ever been able to do that. Some people give up bacon. But what is it that you fast from, maybe other than food? During your Lenten journey, do you fast maybe from shopping online? (laughs) Uh, I did it the other day, so no, I don't do that. Do you fast from criticizing, judging? Do you fast from worry, from fretting? What is it that you will fast from this year during Lent, this season? What is it that you will pray for, especially during this season? I think it would be entirely appropriate if we sang, imagine, the Beatles song, and the song that says we'll shoot all the guns out into space in our prayers for peace to end the senseless shootings in our culture. Yes? Yes. Yes. Susie said it's not, it, maybe it's not about not doing something but being more intentional about what you do. Yeah, and your relationship with God. And what about almsgiving? What will that look like? Almsgiving, in case you don't know what that means, means give what it says, giving like money or food to the food pantry or time, volunteer your time at a dog shelter or at the vet's office or a bunch of you gave alms to Katie and helping her move. Maybe you'll spend extra time with your loved ones that are not able to get out. How will you spend your Lent? If you rang the shriving bell on Tuesday and confess to God, asked for God's forgiveness for your sins, how then will you do things differently during Lent? Now this is not me standing up here shaking my finger at you because there's three fingers um, uh, pointing back at me. And as I said... Maybe we can fast from judgment. But as Katie said, the intentionality that is our opportunity during Lent is there for us. Read the Psalms twice every day. Read a Psalm in the morning and a Psalm in the evening. Read up about the Lord's Prayer. Check out the history online Read more than Wikipedia about it. The sources from the Catholic Church are good. They have a lot of history about what changed between when the Gospels were written down and the the time of the Reformation when the prayer was standardized. There are churches among us that don't use the doxology at the end of the prayer like we do. Maybe that's something you can do during Lent. Prayers, especially for those who suffer, for those who need everything, anything, during this time can lead us to almsgiving, can lead us to saying, maybe I can do more than pray. Prayer is good. Maybe I can do more than pray. It's an opportunity, Lent is, to remember certainly our mortality. We're human beings. We don't, our existence is not infinite, but God put us here for a reason. And God loves us and accompanies us all the days of our lives. So what will your intention be during Lent? which is an opportunity to remember that God loves you. Amen.